Consumer Talk with Wendy Nola. You can join the conversation. And it's a midday week and it's a middle of the week, Wednesday, and we are delighted to have consumer specialist Wendy Nola in the studio with us for the next hour, answering all your consumer-related questions and sharing breaking news on what's happening on the consumer front. Uh, just after one thirty this afternoon, uh, we'll open the line for you where you can, can call in with any of your consumer queries on 0214460567-31567, or you could leave a voice note on 0725. Five six seven one five six seven. If you have any questions and queries for Wendy, Wendy, welcome back again. It's Thank Wednesday. Yes, Wendy Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a, a ballpark for for things in the weekend. You know, when Wendy is on, then it's Wednesday, and you can plan the rest of the week going forward. <laughs> Today we're talking about those dreaded tally sales calls that that catches even the best of us. Yes, it's one of my pet subject has been for couple of decades now, if you've ever been on the receiving end of a direct marketing phone call with a smooth-talking telesales consultant armed with a carefully crafted script and, of course, a hunger for commission, you will know that they put you under sometimes intense pressure to agree to a contract. And while they go big on the benefits, they tend to gloss over the financial obligations of this deal. And they speak very fast and very robotically over those bits that actually what's going to cost you. Mm. Um, so I'm sure that many... A cell phone contract taken out over the phone has worked out just fine for the consumer, I have to say that. But after years of dealing with cases which have been anything but fine, my feeling is very strongly that it's a really risky way of getting yourself legally committed to a two or even a three-year cell phone contract. Rather, go into the store where you're in control of the entire transaction and you can Mm. walk away with a copy of that contract, which you do not have the luxury of at the end of the phone call. So, Here's what happens. You are called up out of the blue. So you're immediately on the back foot because they controlled the timing of the whole thing. You were not expecting it. So immediately the power is out there, the power balance. They have a purpose to sell, a carefully worded script, a motivation to to get you signed up, so to speak, and earn their commission. And at the end of the call, if you agree, they have a recording of that call as proof of what went down, and you have nothing to show for it. Try getting your own recording of that conversation if you feel that you were misled in some way and you need that mm. recording to prove your point and you, you will find that it is not an easy task and that's putting it mildly. At best, you're told to go to one of their branches and listen to the recording there as if they are doing you a massive favor and the injustice of that drives me mad because both parties should have equal right to the proof of the contract as you do with a written contract. Nobody dares suggest that you don't walk out of the shop without your own copy and you must go somewhere else and photocopy it and whatever, jump through hoops. No, you walk away. They have a copy, you have a copy, and so it should be as far as I'm concerned. Common sense yeah. tells me that that's the way it should be, but it isn't. The Consumer Protection Act states that, as I've just said, with a written contract, you must have a copy. They must give you a copy. It says nothing about telesales, except that they must oh. keep a recording. It says nothing about giving the consumer one, which I'm pretty sure was an oversight. So I, about five years ago, I engaged the National Consumer Commissioner, Ibrahim Mohammed about this, and he said that despite the fact that the CPA is silent 
On making call recordings available to consumers, the Commission is of the view that the CPA rule, which compels companies to supply consumers with copies of written contracts, should apply to telephonic contracts as well. In other words, consumers must have access to them, he said. Ideally, consumers should be routinely supplied with a a copy of that call recording, as in just emailed um, after or WhatsApp or whatever works for you as a matter of course, um, rather than only on request, but um, legally we aren't there yet. In my experience, companies are usually quite willing to supply a call recording to a customer or even a journalist such as myself if that recording backs up their case. Not so much Mm, when the the consumer Mm. is the one um, that's in the right. Um, So I have a case study um, or uh, or two or three. Um, The first one involves um, Audrey Dipinar of uh, Cape Town. She's been a Vodacom contract customer for 18 years, never missing a payment. She recently got a phone call from someone claiming to be phoning from Vodacom. These cell phone companies always have third-party marketing agents, by the way, and they say we're phoning from Mm. whichever one. This person thanked her for her loyal support and insisted that they would like to give her a gift for her loyal patronage. She said, I explicitly said that if it implies any additional financial output on my part, I would not be interested as I already have my own internet service as well. This person assured her that it would not that would not be the case. It is a gift and they just would like to deliver it to her. But predictably, that gift was not a gift. They never are. <laughs> and uh, I'm hoping we have... Yes, we've got Audrey on the line. Right. Audrey, a very good afternoon to you and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Well, you tell us what happened, Audrey. You, you got this, this uh, so-called gift. Uh, yes, and what and was it? It was a device to link me up to Internet service, which I, and I explicitly told them that I have my own. I'm not interested. I did not know beforehand what it was. It was very ignorant of me actually to accept it because, you know, I, I you know, yeah. <laughs> there are and, no free gifts in life. And you'd already established on the record that it was a free gift. So it was, it was like a dongle, a, a mini. Yes, yes. Okay, mm. router thing. Okay. And then you later discovered that, um, you had this thing you didn't want, and then they were charging you for it. Yes. <laughs> How yes. much and was I that? I can't even remember what the amount was, but it was, I think, 300 grand odd grand or something, or 200 odd grand. Okay, and, um, every month. Then I, tried, then I tried to cancel the contract, and then that was submission in itself because you end up at the call center, and the call center people do not know what is going on. So they send you a cancellation of your entire contract, you know, the entire Vodacom contract, which is not what I wanted. Yeah. But it was to and fro and to and fro. Umpteenth times I called the call center. Uh, it was so frustrating. And then they said, no, but you did, in fact, sign up. You did. Did they I never, ever authorize anything like that? You know, because they call you so often. Mm. I mean, you just want to get your back of them. They say, please just leave me alone. Please. You can, oftentimes, you can't even hear properly because there's so much background noise. noise. Yes. And, you know, I just find that it exploits people. And it is so bitterly unfair because you cannot half the time hear what they're saying. And if you don't see what you are entering and what contract you're entering into, I mean, that's just so unfair. Yeah. Well, this, you're exactly bearing out the problems that I have with, with telesales. So at some point you must have been saying, but I know what I said. I know I was told it was a gift. Yes. I know yeah. that I said I don't want to pay any more for it. I want to listen to the recording. And, and how did yes. that go? Yeah. 
Uh, I said, please, I, I would like to have, yes, no, you just have to go to a Vodacom shop and then Vodacom direct shop, they said specifically, and then they gave me a number. And once you call this number, you will have access to this recording, which was not possible at all. Apparently, all the Vodacom shops in the Cape uh, are franchised. There's only one direct shop in Johannesburg. So obviously, that leaves you out cold again, you know, so, so they, you, you have no access to it. They set up all these hoops for you to jump in to listen to your reco- your own yes. con- so call think, recording and in the end nothing and that's when you uh, absolutely. It's for so help. It might not even be my voice that I hear on this recording. Well, that and wouldn't I mean, be a first. I've, I've done those stories. Yeah, you see, so you have no proof whatsoever. You have no leg to stand on. Okay, so then you came to no. me. <laughs> And um, yes, out of yeah. absolute frustration, you you are probably the fifth person that, or the fifth instance that I uh, turned to because I even went to the consumer council, uh, the ombudsman. I had the ombudsman involved. I um, contacted off my trolley, uh, and I was on the point of sending the messages directly to Vodacom management, you know, <laughs> to the CEO, etc. Okay. Well, luckily we got a result. Thank you for sharing that. I wanted the listeners to hear what you were put through trying to. You know, just yes, get to listen to, get, get the proof, um, yes, and you were unable yes. to. Thanks yes. very much, Audrey. Thank you so much. So it was difficult uh, for her to actually, you know, get the backup and uh, she had to jump through hoops in order to to get that. And, and still uh, not get there. Uh, yes. How did you take the case further? Well, I uh, took it up with Vodacom. Um, I asked two key questions, which I'll get to now. The upshot was I got a paragraph saying we have listened to the call recording and taken the decision to cancel the contract and convert it to a prepaid line. We've apologized to the customer, processed the credit and prepared a refund, which should reflect in her account and four working days. We treat allegations of this nature in a very serious light and have addressed the matter with the relevant business partner. But as I say, my two key questions around Audrey's experience mm. were ignored and they are, is it true that the number given to Audrey on which to access her call recording at a Vodacom shop, notice how many hoops there are there, mm. can only be accessed from a Vodacom direct shop and all Vodacom shops in the Western Cape are franchised. I, I highly doubt that, but that's what Audrey was told and no answer. Um, I gave them another opportunity early this morning, still nothing. And then why does Vodacom not just email such recordings to customers in the event of a dispute? It would be the simplest thing, akin to emailing somebody a copy of their contract, their written contract. There is absolutely no justification for making your customers jump through hoops to access their contracts. As I, as I said, no answers. They the, Generally, the that's um, not a, a, a peculiarly uh, Vodacom problem. The networks do not like to answer that basic question, that fundamental um power imbalance there when mm. it comes to copies of contracts. So on to the second uh, case yeah, study. Alison, Alison Chadwick contacted you a few months ago about her 91-year-old yes. father's battles uh, experience with MTN. And Alison's on the line. Good afternoon, Alison. Yes, good afternoon. So, Alison, you, you contacted me. It was about four months ago. Um, you'd been having a battle because your father, uh, 91-year-old Basil, who lives in a retirement home, he got a call, one of these telesales calls. This time it was MTN, asking him if he wanted a new cell phone. Um, that's what he, that's what his takeout was. And he said, fine, despite the fact, I mean, he never would have wanted a second cell phone contract. Presumably he had an 80 rand a month one, which was suiting him just mm. fine. Am I right? Correct, yes, correct. So was it your understanding that he really didn't grasp what he was getting himself into on the basis of that telesales call? 
No, absolutely. I think when he received the call, he thought perhaps his contract was up and they were offering him a new cell phone. Oh, right. So okay. my dad said, he obviously must have said yes, and then two days later the cell phone gets delivered to him at his retirement home. And then nothing happened, and then I noticed about two months later on his bank account, instead of the normal 80 rand going off, there was no debit for 300 rand wow. going off. So that's... Um, a big leap we for a pensioner. Yes, I know. So we went to the closest MTN store, and yeah, we established he now has two phones and two contracts. I mean, why would a man of 91, and plus a smartphone, I mean, my father, we didn't even take it out the box. I mean, he didn't, he was terrified of the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's quite yeah. typical, really, of somebody in their 90s. And um, when you, how did you go in trying to, you did manage to get it uh, cancelled? Oh, Wendy, least. it was a real um, runaround. I mean, I went, first of all, we went to one empty. No, they couldn't help us. We had to go to the biggest store. We went to the biggest store. No, they couldn't help us. We had to phone a number, first of all. Phone the number. They said, no, we did have to go back to the store. So we went back to the store and they apologized and said, no, you're right. Hand the phone in. And then I think four months went past, and that's when we eventually contacted you for help because we were just getting pushed from pillar to post. I mean, no one would take responsibility. And in the meantime, I had to count. I mean, every month the 300 rand was coming off. Yeah, so that's, that, that's another classic case of what I think is just pure yeah. consumer abuse. You, there is an issue. Um, we, did you ever say, I want to listen to that call recording, Alison? Um, I didn't, no. No, because okay. I never really got to speak to anyone. That was the problem. Um, even at the MTN shop, they kind of fobbed it off to say, oh, no, but it came from a call center. It's not really us. You know, you have to deal with the call center. But how do you find a call center to uh, deal with? That's I another mean, thing. They can't yeah. pass the black box back to their third-party marketing agents, which happens mm. a lot. So I was fortunately able to uh, – I mean, I took this up with, with MTN at the time. They did um, cancel and pass a credit on, on um, Basil Chadwick's account. So that yes, ended well. Correct. But my questions – um, were, you know, as you said, my, my, Alison, my question to the network was what 91-year-old needs two cell phone contracts? Surely, surely a quality control person should have listened to that call with a view to making sure that he was very clearly told what he was committing to, given his age. MTN, so they just responded by cancelling the contract, but there was no engagement again, Zane, on yeah. On that issue of the ethics of it, which and, is yes. frustrating, we just yeah. cancel and move on. Yeah, I think this brings us to 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 the situation of uh, you know the, the question around the ethics of this particular issue, uh, and it's not sometimes whether it is legally right or wrong. It's the ethics in business that actually forms uh, this partnership between you and 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 the consumer. And I want, I'm just wondering, Wendy, that when this gets passed on to, um, you know, the responsibility gets passed on to a call center, um, how liable is the original, if I'm saying that you are my call center, you are obviously representing me yes. and my product. No, so any third party uh, company or agent that a, that a company chooses to bring on board, they are responsible for, for them entirely because the, they, they represent them and they form the um, relationship with them. So that's the way it works. Mm. I think we're having problems with your line. Thank you so much for, for chatting to us, Alison. And uh, no, thank you for your help, Wendy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah.
uh, did, uh, totally unacceptable that they just won't They uh, won't, won't engage, engage on the broader you, issues. Yeah. No, and I mean, I think if anybody had listened to that, you would have heard a 19-year-old, it would have been fairly obvious mm. that he wasn't grasping what, you know, what he was getting himself into. And again, why would a 91, you'd have to be, make very sure in that call that he knew exactly what he, and, yes. and what his needs were, et cetera, et cetera. So, so yeah, I just thought those and, were. And we've got another case study from you in, in, in regard to this. Yes. So it was just, it's one that I think I, I can certainly relate to. So this is the case of, um, a woman who, um, got a, her 15 year old daughter actually got the call. I don't know. That's, that's, I suppose. They would be able to see her age, but anyway, like like me, um, she had a um, her daughter cell phone account was linked. Cell phone number was linked to her account. Um, she was called by a salesman and told um, about a device that she could use for data, um, and it would have been carried in addition to um, the mom's cell phone account. And she was assured, and this is the point, that it was the size of a credit card that this dongle was the size of a credit card and i've been told that as well, well i don't know what credit cards they use in these <laughs> cell phone <laughs> companies but they definitely aren't the size of a credit card and this drives me mad because they they push us into having to have this extra um contract for the blooming data now you've got to carry around your phone and make sure that's always mm. charged and this dongle that's always charged i don't know about you but i go out and the dongle runs out of power and i haven't got enough cords to keep everything charged on the move mm. and so then you end up going into off you know you're not using the data that you've paid for in your contract it's just we south africans let's that's another show but anyway um julia was the mom's name she um spoke to the salesman herself, and he said, definitely, mm. definitely the size of a credit card. The device was delivered, and of course she says it was the size of an additional cell phone, pretty much, and she never got the the, the, the financial deal that she was promised either. Um, she did manage to get it cancelled herself, though she still hasn't got a refund, which is about 760 rand, but she says it's the principle of what occurred that really gets to me. The salesman was an absolute con in every way, as she puts it. Um, so, yeah. Um, as always, I must stress that not all the sales, yeah. sales agents are rogue. There's some perfectly good ones out there, but um, the, the fact remains that you, you can't actually get to listen very easily to your call recording if you have a dispute, and that is just not right. Mm. It can't be. It can. Nobody with a with a developed sense of justice could find that um, a fair situation yeah. for consumers. And that, of course, was from uh, Julie Cameron that we had that last yes. that last particular case. Um, what do we take away from this, um, Wendy? What what is there that we that we take away okay. from this? Okay, three tips. Make it really simple. Number one, avoid taking out a cell phone contract over the phone. And most contracts actually that way because yes. you're on the back foot. You don't have anything in writing, and then you battle to get your call recording. If you have got into one, you can ask for the recording of the call. You have a right to access the recording. Um, in which you've agreed to a product or service. As I said, ideally it should be mailed to you. What I suggest, if while you've got the salesperson on the line, say to them, if I agree to this thing that you're offering me, this contract, this mm. whatever, will you provide me with a recording of this call for my records? And if they say no, say, how's that for you? Thank you very much. Good day. Um, and if you have got into the contract, you can get out of it within five business days um, in writing, um, you don't need a reason because it's direct marketing. They initiated the deal. You have that that five-day cooling-off period. You must do it in writing. Um, but uh, there again, in many cases, you only get the um, 
terms and conditions after that five-day cooling off period. Um, so because they, know they, you're they, wait five they days. will do anything mm. to avoid you cancelling. Sometimes you even get a, um, an email address that's not quite accurate. It's it's complicated. I would just say revert to number one, avoid it as far as possible. <laughs> Make the time to go into a store and protect your rights that yeah. way. And then people, the ultimate question is, how do you get out of being spammed you well you can tell a company that they anyone that phones you that if you say no i don't want it anymore they must stop or you can opt out you can go to and we'll put it on the blog the national marketing association of south africa has an opt-out list it only applies to their members but that is a substantial amount of um, direct marketers and um put your name on there and it should stop um a lot of them if not all but a lot of them Cape Talk, Consumer Talk. You can call us now on 021-446-0567. And I thought that chatting about uh, traffic sometimes becomes a hotline, but uh, Consumer Talk is an even hotter line than that. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to our consumer expert, Wendy Nola. And if you have any questions or queries related to uh, what we were discussing today, you can give us a call on 021-446-0567 or text us on 31567. And also the WhatsApp line, which is on 0725671567. Um, Wendy, um, you can reach Wendy, and of course, if you don't, which I think which I've done once uh, before after our last chat, uh, is to actually um, email Wendy at consumer at NOLA, and that's K-N-O-W-E-R dot C-O dot Z-A, consumer at NOLA. If you don't get through, please put um, Cape Talk in the subject line and a bit of a description about exactly what uh, you are sending the email about. Um, Wendy, some people woke up this morning and there was a nice, fantastic surprise Uh, for them. Yeah, it was actually yesterday. Today, but the, 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 in in most cases, mm. that fantastic uh, little um, unexpected windfall had been reversed. So F and B, I don't quite understand the um, explanation. If they're not, uh, it was discussed on on the station about an hour ago. Um, so they they issued a statement saying, and I'm looking at it on their Twitter account. We can confirm that the issue of incorrect balances on some of our customers' transactional accounts have been resolved. The incorrect balances were due to delayed debit card transaction for purchases. Sincere apologies to impacted customers for the inconvenience caused. I, I must confess, I'm not an F&B client, but I don't understand that at all because you think the money would go out if there was a delay, not come in. Yes. But anyway, so some people it was 50 rand and others I mean, I heard Frank on the station talking about the fact that it was 12,000 rand and he was like, oh no, no, I'm gonna, I've spent that. Nice try. I'm going to close my account. You're not going to get that 12,000 rand. It was a gift from God, which I hear often when people have finger trouble. Famously that student from the Eastern Cape who got no. those millions. It's like, well, it's in my account. What's in my account belongs to me. Well, legally, no. I always get hate on Twitter when I explain this because it's an unpopular um, opinion, but it's a- yes. actually the legal opinion. If you spend money that you know is not yours, that is a form of theft, actually. <laughs> so it's not going yes. to end all that well for, for, for people who've spent the money. They, that bank is going to want it back. I see there's a lot of, discussion on Twitter about why should you take it back with reversal fees? Well, I don't agree that that's, that shouldn't be the case either. It was the bank's mistake. They shouldn't be charging um, reversal fees. Um, I, I didn't have time to engage with the bank, um, which is never a, um, a quick process. <laughs> I didn't have time to engage before we came on air, which, but I will most certainly do so. Um, somebody uh, tweeted me saying, um, Wendy, what must happen to those F&B users that, oh, gosh, sorry, 
um, that got money and spent the money. You can't be depositing money into people's accounts in this financial climate if I don't have the money to pay it back and genuinely and genuinely assumed it was my lucky day. Unfortunately, you know, it, I always say to people, if this happened in reverse, if you, which can happen very easily, put money, it's, it's not quite what happened with the bank, but yes. it's just the same principle. If you mistakenly put money into somebody's account, you mean to pay your rent or you mean, and you put it into someone's account, you transposed um, a letter in the account number or you clicked on the wrong beneficiary and they said, oh, yay, my lucky day, God saw I was battling this month and I'm keeping it and refused to pay it back, which happens a lot. Mm. I mean, you wouldn't think that that was fair, right? You was no. like, it's my money. It was a mistake. Give it back. So the same works in the reverse. The same works in reverse. Mm. And But I do agree. I mean, it's a, it's a, I would definitely like to know more about how that mistake happened. It's an, it's an awful thing to do to people, especially if you, you know, you're battling and suddenly the money's there. Human, mm. I totally understand the human sentiment around it. And for many people, it was like, Oh my word, how wonderful. Oh wow. And people were saying, Oh, I was wishing I was with F and B because you can imagine in workplaces and families across the land, it was like, Oh, you know, that's not fair, but you have to know when money <laughs> lands in your account. Um, and you weren't expecting it. Yes. For, it's, it's not, not yours, yours to spend, mm. and sooner or later, people are going to either you know come looking for it or want it back. And and banks certainly have the ability to whip it straight back, yeah. as they did. Even if you close the account, they'll still come for you. Well, that makes it a little bit more complicated for them. But but I certainly, as as I say, as tempting as that, I wouldn't suggest that you that you do that. Mm. I will explore with the bank what happens yes. in the case of people who close their accounts. But certainly. If you ever apply for um, finance or, or um, you know, a loan or anything from that bank and you've done that, so <laughs> you're not going to – it's yeah. not going to work. These things have a way of haunting you going forward. Mm. But, yeah, it's a very, very unfortunate thing to have happened. Chatting to Wendy Nola, our consumer expert and our consumer specialist, and if you don't get through uh, on, on the line this afternoon, you can always send her an email at consumer at nola.co.za. Uh, put Cape Talk in the subject line with uh, a better word or two to tag the topic that you are uh, inquiring about. We were chatting about tally sales and we've got Yaku on the line, uh, Wendy, and um, Yaku says it's impossible to cancel with Vodacom. Yaku, very good afternoon to you and welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank you, Wendy, for the, interesting, the insightful topics. Um, Thank you. As, as similar to your case studies, I'm also in an online sales um, how, like cancellation how with Vodacom business. I have a small startup, um, and we used our initial capital to for a purchase at Vodacom uh, to the value of 170,000 uh, for 50 handsets. Uh, this happened 18 months ago, and uh, when the handsets arrived, they were the wrong uh, handsets. Uh, after which uh, they were sent back to Vodacom, not within the five-day period, uh, as you mentioned earlier, but after some discussion. Um, uh, and a possible solution, which didn't happen. They were sent back to Vodacom uh, via the courier. And since that day, it has been impossible. To do, until today still, I am oh, not wow. cancelled on those contracts. There has been a long process of correspondence through the initial agent, after which the initial agent um, you know, stopped working for Vodacom. And I was handed off to a, a couple of different agents, uh, you know, of which you know, I have all the correspondence, Sorry, Yako, can I interject there? I mean, the five-day period, cooling-off period is is irrelevant if, if in fact, you were supplied something contrary to what you agreed to. Do you have proof of that? 
Correct, absolutely, I do. Yeah, I actually just did a search on my phone looking to see if Vodacom had responded on on the other issues around um, call recordings and et cetera. And I see you've already emailed me just this morning, a couple of hours ago. So um, I will have a look um, at that and pass it on. If if it isn't in there, please could you make sure you send me all the relevant reference numbers, the contract details, so that I can take it up with them, and I'll be happy to do that. Absolutely. Um, it's just the reason why it feels impossible is, that, you know, I've, uh, you know, they complain, oh, hello, Peter, the ombudsman, there's a uh, ICASA, there's a couple of channels, uh, you know, uh, to which I could take this issue to try and get more awareness because it just felt impossible. And yet this was escalated all the way up to the executive offices the, uh, uh, of Vodacom. Okay. Also, which I, uh, you know, and, and it's just it's, it's so interesting. And I am... Um, it's been handed over to Hammond Paul attorneys who uh, follow up on all the legal uh, uh, accounts. Sorry, that that are part of the Vodacom legal department, and um, they. Uh, I, I received a phone call from them this morning, still asking me when am I going to pay oh, this hundred seventy thousand rand. So wow. I, I would really. I guess my question to you is, how do I get out of this? Because it has created for me. It has traumatized me as a as a startup. A person who you know left the job to, to try and yes, do something. Yes, I can understand. Um, and and you gave all yeah. the hardware back. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, and uh, well, let's yeah, let's and, say let's just the the, the kindest, um, most banal explanation is that's just one of those cases that fell through the crap cracks. Um, I will. Most certainly take it up. If you just send me the reference details, that enables me to do that, Yako, um, and we'll be in touch offline. There we go. That's Yako Yako out in Sipon. Yako, thanks for for the call. And um, uh, Yako's uh, case there, uh, Wendy will be taking that up again. Um, uh, Chris out in the Houtbeer area. Um, Chris has flatly (laughs) refused to give it to me. Thanks very much, Yako. Um, And, of course, we're moving over to Chris now. Chris, a very good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, Yes. Chris. Yeah. Um, you say that they flatly refused to give you a recording. Yeah, uh, no, they gave me the recording. So um, what happened is uh, two years ago, I signed up with Telcom and I said to them, give me the best internet possible because um, I want to stream everything and I want to make my house streamable. Um, so my alarm runs. Uh, I needed something for my alarm to run through and Netflix and Amazon Prime, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, it, they, they suggested I... I take out a uh, 10 meg fiber line and um, I did an uncapped fiber line and it, everything worked really fine until about four months ago when I only got really slow internet. Uh, all of you a got sudden. throttled. Yeah. Mm. But then what happened is, so I got throttled and um, so I escalated it and, and they said they've cut me down to a one meg line. So I said that I never agreed to, I, I bought uncapped internet from them and I didn't know about this throttling or any of this kind of stuff. So they said, no, there's this thing called a fair usage policy. So I said, well, that was never explained. I never agreed to it. I want my contract. So Telcom then couldn't find my contract. And they said, uh, there is no contract. So I said, that's fine. But I, there must be a voice note somewhere to say that, this, uh, this, uh, that I never I agreed to uncapped internet. And you never explained this new rule to me. So what they did is they actually found the, the audio file and they sent it to me. And in there, they never explained to me the fair usage policy or terms or conditions or any of this. And then they sent me a mail to say that um, um, they agree that, that it was never explained to me. So in theory, my contract should be uncapped, but they won't release it for one person because that's not their policy. 
So I, my only other option is then to cancel, cancel with them. And they would let me cancel for free. <laughs> and they'll give me one month, uh, one month usage. So I said, no, thank you for that. I want the uncapped internet that, um, that I, that I signed up for and that I paid for. Um, and what happened then is they said, well, that's fine, but then, um, you'll have to take it up with the legal department. So I then went to, uh, Cape Town, uh, legal company who said that they could draft some letters and whatever. And it basically, would end up in costing an incredible amount of money uh, for me to get to the point where we got to any of that. And so their legal department basically just sent me a mail back saying, we, we, we listened to the note. You are right. We didn't explain it to you, but sorry, we're not going to, um, we're not going to stick to the contract that we apparently sold you. You're going to have to, yeah. I've had other soft, cases like this. Soft, they yeah. say, we didn't tell you specifically, but, um, it, it does fall within our terms and conditions. That doesn't fly in a, in a, in a call recording, in a, in a telesales deal. You've got to, something that that, that is that material cannot be omitted. So I'm wondering, I have, I've had other cases and I, I confess I've been remiss in not taking them up. It's a, it's a good topic for another show, Chris. Um, okay. I think I must go to Ikasa and make a little bit of noise about this. Um, yeah, I, so I went to the, the lawyer. At, uh, they're, they're specialized in this stuff. And they basically said, you can do it, but the competition law and whatever, you can make all this fuss and it'll basically uh, get you to a point where Telco might get a small fine. Like, I don't know what amount it is. And you still but, won't get what you and want. And you will not get what you signed up for so, because so this Telcom is, will not honor that based on that. This is how companies teach us that they can't be trusted. Yes. That's yes, 100%. So, and then the, what they said is, we'll release you out of your contract for free. But when I sign whoop, up, whoop. it's a month-by-month contract. So I can cancel it at any time. But that was, for me, not the point. The principle no, was... You wanted I, what you I were told. Uncapped, yes. And uh, I just want the service that yeah. I pay for every month. I, I, pay, uh, I would yeah. never trust Uncap. I can't tell you how many times over the years I've been doing this job where that has actually ended up in, in throttling. So it's never actually uncapped. It yeah. is always that little clause. And if you use it properly yes. um if you take them up on the offer then they they punish you and that's uh, that's how it works it's never i, it's I think never they, they kind of have a, a, a minimum level you can use um so much until uh, that at that particular download or upload speed and then after that when you get to 60 gigs or 80 gigs yeah, it starts but they don't tell you that when they're selling mm. it to you they had i mean hidden and deep in the, in the terms and conditions yeah. not explained to you during a call is not is not okay <laughs> I, I guess I'm old school, Wendy, because I believe seeing it on paper in front yeah, of me and, and signing for what I can see. Mm. Uh, Mike out in the Southfield area wants to chat to us about the FNB debit orders. Uh, very good afternoon okay. to you, Mike. Mike in Southfield. Hi, I, I speak as both a personal and business customer of FNB. And whilst the explanation makes sense, it's frustrating as hell. And whilst I cannot discount the fact that people say they've had money pay into, paid into their accounts, I don't in fact think that was the case. In my particular instance, all it was was that debit orders that uh, or, or debit card purchases that should have transacted already had not gone off. Um, so at immediate glance at your account, you suddenly had more than what oh, you thought you had or should have had. That makes more and sense. If you did the numbers yourself, um, you would have found, as I did, that actually the number was incorrect. 
Um, and then it's rectified immediately overnight. I, I can't discount people saying that they actually got money into their account, but I don't think that was in fact That was my impression, so, and that's why I couldn't yeah. understand. What has that got to do with debit orders going off late? It made no Correct. sense to Correct. me. And it's not even debit orders. It was debit cards because, for example, I run a business where five or six debit cards are out there every day doing purchases. So I keep a daily track of what is purchased. Uh, okay. Um, and then all it was was that yesterday, immediately yesterday morning, I was elated because I thought my balance was higher than it should have been. But it actually wasn't. And and they, 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 the explanation, although very curt and very, uh, very business-like, um, their point was correct. It I was don't know that, I don't think that banks know how to speak in any other way. No, they don't. They no. don't. Um, we are but numbers to them. And, and the less we have, the, the less they're interested in us. But yes, I doubt very much that people actually have money paid into their accounts. Thank you for that explanation, Mark. Okay. It makes a lot more no sense. Appreciate it. Okay. And that's Mike out in the Southville area chatting to us about F&B debit orders. Just to to the point of uh, how persistent uh, your telesales people can be, we got a, a WhatsApp message saying, Telesales lady phoned me on my cell. Ma'am, have you, you've been selected for a blah, 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 blah. I say not interested. Thank you. I love um, that you've been selected like it's your <laughs> lucky day, not we want you to buy this thing. Yes. She says, um, may I ask why? And I answered, I don't have a job. Okay, ma'am. Uh, do you have a small job on the side where you get some income? Uh, yes, but I need that to feed my child. Okay, ma'am. Uh, do you get a pension, ma'am? Uh, and and this is how it went on. No, because I'm not a pensioner. The phone went dead. And how's that for getting a sale at all cost? Bugger if you have a roof over your head or food, uh, but you must have a cell phone mm-hmm. from Liz. Well, you must have a second cell phone contract in many cases. Yeah. They, they, um, after, I've covered this many times. They don't. What they they don't say the words. I mean, in the end, they'll say it's a contract, but they don't actually say. We know you've already got a contract. We want to sell you a second one. That would make it very clear to people. Yes. So I think, um, yeah, there's, there's, they have a lot to answer for those another, marketing agents. Another WhatsApp message coming. It says, Wendy, Vodafone is the pits or Vodacom is the pits. I've called at least 20 times and passed from pillar to post to one person to the other person and they're all clueless. Uh, after all the calls, I'm, uh, after all the calls, I'm still none the wiser and still cannot downgrade my cell package. I'm sick to death of Vodacom uselessness. And that comes from Mike. Sometimes it just pays to go old school and actually walk into a store hmm. and but stand there and demand the service. Well, we take your number and then wait. Very easy to get into these things. When you want to change, you want to get out, or you want to contest something, not so much. I often have uh, the case whereby you walk into the store, explained everything, but I try to have somebody with me. Mm. So that uh, there are two pairs of ears listening just for the interpretation. That's not a bad so. idea. How do people actually really get out of us? How do we take this further, Wendy? Because, I mean, it seems to be a, a commonplace thing and there seems to be a bit of a, a flat surface in terms of what the legal perspective on this is. Well, there were a number of issues here. The, the theme that I picked for my three case studies was around uh, deals that go down on the phone. So it's quick and easy for both parties, but the power Im- there's a huge power imbalance there. And if you, and you, while you should have, I mean, if you have a dispute, that's when you look to the contract. That's and certainly with a phone call, you want to hear what you were offered, how you were offered it, and and your acceptance. Or if you asked questions, or you could, it was very obvious you weren't sure. There was too much background noise. You weren't hearing correctly. All those things are evident in the call. So they should be made ideally. In fact. The National Consumer Commissioner, Ibrahim Muhammad, Muhammad, told me five years ago that he was going to speak to the um, 
Department of the sorry the um, Trade and Industry Minister mm. to say maybe we should legislate this that it is automatically made available. Why should you fight for copy of what you've agreed to when they've had it all along? It's just unconscionable, and that's a lovely word that's in the in the CPA. Um, I think maybe it's time we get a CASA involved in this to try and push this issue of the of the calls because yes. it is consumer abuse and it's completely un- unjust. And these days unjust. technology these days technology is quite easy. They could just capture the it's call so and even easy. send it to you. We do it, it all the time in the business. It's yeah. done in, in, in seconds. I mean, I think we're stupid. Technology is there, but no. With, here's a number. Go to the store and plus you at their mercy. You don't, it's not in your own time and place that you, that mm. you listen to it. It drives me Wild. <laughs> Hi, Wendy. I renewed my MTN contract last year by phone. When I asked them for a, a copy of the recording, the agent said it was not company policy to send customer recordings, and that comes from Carol. I'm shaking Strange. my head. It's not. They, they'll do that all the time unless you know you're right. I get it from consumers all the time, and then I go to the network, and they say, oh, yes, it's not our policy. We'll speak to that person, discipline, wada, wada, and we will make it available. She must... Like, and I say, why don't you just email it to her? Mm. I get completely stonewalled, ignored. They just quietly fix the issue for that one particular case that I'm raising. So I bang on about this issue. And I say, you yeah. know what? If that's the case, don't get, don't do business. Don't on the phone. Don't upgrade. That's another word I'm putting in inverted commas. No. You're not upgrading. You're getting into a whole new contract. Yeah. Don't do it on the phone because they don't play nice with the recordings. And, and. Just a very quick question, Wendy, is that let's say, for instance, I've had a contract for about eight months or uh, a year and a half, and uh, normally these contracts run over a two-year period. Yeah. If I renew or if I upgrade, not renew, but if I upgrade that contract after a year and a half, that forms a complete new two years on the Yeah, they on, normally on the don't upgrade. do it that early. It's normally from about month 20. Mm. Um, and a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that somehow those four remaining months have just disappeared. No, no, mm. no. Your contract, your new contract, and it's not an upgrade, it's a new contract, yes. then becomes a 28-month one. You, 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 yes. you only really realize it if you want to cancel. If you just keep rolling on like that, it, it, it doesn't catch up with you until you want to cancel. But those, you're still liable. I mean, you, you pay off the handset over 24 months, not 20 so it just as I say, you just extend the life of your of your contract, um, and then and when you think when you want company. to get out, or you maybe you want to switch, or you want to you want to go prepaid, then you think, okay, it's up. A, no, you got mm. another four months from the previous contract that you must still now pay off. And there we go, um, twisting everything into a knot, and hopefully giving you the best answers this afternoon is uh, Wendy Nola, our consumer expert. Wendy, thank you so much. If you have anything and any. Uh, queries, you can uh, send Wendy uh, an email to consumer at nola.co.za and you can put Cape Talk in the subject line there. And a word or two um, on, on the tagline just to basically um, say to, to Wendy exactly uh, what uh, the topic is all about. Uh, I believe we have a, a, a voice note or two. Um, um, Obi, let's uh, listen to what people have to comment. Hi. <clears throat> Please ask Wendy. Uh, with this whole debacle about Howie and uh, being blacklisted and everything by the by the US, if Google and the operating systems are removed from the Howie phones, and obviously Howie don't have an operating system up yet, can you take your cell phone back to whoever you got your contract through and demand the can- the, 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 the the contract be cancelled because the phone obviously doesn't 
operate the way it used to when you took out the contract. Um, is there any way that you could maybe get out of your contract because of that? Thank you, Anthony. Wendy? Oh, that's a complicated one. It's Huawei, by the way. I don't mm. know what I was talking about at first. Yeah. Um, interesting one. When it first broke, I got a lot of those emails and then the word came through and said, no, it'll, it'll be fine. And Huawei has made a plan. But the basic um, the principle of it is that I would say no because it's uh, it would have to come from Huawei themselves. Vodacom or MTN or whatever sold you that. If it was a contract, they, they let's say a contract, they sold you that phone in good faith um, and you're still um, paying it off mm. essentially and for 24 months or in some cases 36 months. Uh, so I, I can't see that happening. It would have to be a major international move by Huawei to say – we we are doing a take back and come up with some sort of plan with with the cell phone um, service providers. So I think the short answer there is no, but I'm watching that story very closely because of the huge number of South Africans that affects, and not just South Africans, other people in other countries as just well. Just a very quick question from Craig: Are they allowed to charge you for the recording if they're sending you that recording? No. They shouldn't. Absolutely not. No. Wendy Nola, there we go. All the answers uh, this afternoon. If you didn't get to chat to Wendy about your particular consumer issue, you can send her an email at consumer at nola.co.za.